sports world. What is happening? Chris Dell here from the Go Baller FFS station and the Family Feud Sports Podcast. Linking up with the Godfather. I'm coming to you live here from New York, New York, New York City, here in Manhattan, West 21st Street, on the sixth floor of the SVA building, the School of Visual Arts and Design. The Godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, my co-host, coming to you live from Sarasota, Bradenton, Florida, as always, and here to bring you our NFL Week 14 quick picks for Week 14, the NFL season, picking our games against the spread. Mr. Alan Dell, the Godfather, how you doing down there, man? You stay warm? Oh, it's cold here, but the only thing colder are the hapless, miserable Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, man, well, well, the Tampa Bay Bucks hoping to get a win today. Uh, you know, coming off Jameis Winston, coming back last week, looking a little bit healthy. Decent game, at least fantasy-wise for him. How about uh, how about you take this one? Former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer, Mr. Allen Dell, Detroit Lions at Tampa Bay Bucks pick'em game. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks, their season is over. They're 4-8. They're miserable. Another miserable season. Detroit uh, is walking a plank. Matthew Stafford may not play. Might be a game-time decision. I don't whether he plays or not. The Bucks have a history of making great quarterbacks out of backup. So I, I like Detroit, twenty-seven to twenty. Twenty-seven twenty. I'm, I'm going to take the opposite of that. Actually, I got the Bucks twenty-six twenty. I think, like you said, Stafford questionable. If he doesn't play, there's no chance they win this game on the road. Detroit just miserable fan base overall in terms of history. At least the Bucks have a Super Bowl in recent memory. I got Tampa Bay winning this at home. Winston starting to look good, giving Bucks fans hope for next season. And how about the next game? My beloved Cincinnati Bungles hosting the Chicago Bears. Your boy John Fox over there. Cincinnati favored by almost a touchdown. This one six and a half. Too much for me. I think Cincinnati's a Slightly better team than the Chicago Bears. Slightly better offense. Slightly better quarterback, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I got the Bengals winning, but in a tight, low-scoring game, Cincinnati 19, Chicago 14. Cincinnati wins by five. What say you? Yeah. If this was a rational world, this would be the last season as head coaches of John Fox and Marvin Lewis, but. Uh, Things don't seem to work that way in Cincinnati. I, I never picked Cincinnati to win. Chicago's bad. Mitchell, I think I'm true. Trubisky is terrible, or maybe he'll be good someday. But I, I think they'll find a way to win. So I, I like Detroit winning 17 to 10. Are you sure you got to me Chicago? Okay, she's a guy goes 17-10, so upset special for you over there. Maybe not that big of an upset, really, when it comes down to it, though. And how about uh, Indianapolis at Buffalo? Two AFC teams seemingly on the decline. If Tyrod's healthy, I'd say Buffalo covers the spread. Buffalo's favored by three at home in this one. If he doesn't, I got Indy outright on the road. Let's just say Tyrod doesn't play. I mean, he was freaking carted off the field last week. Give my man a chance for at least a week to rest that knee. I got the Colts and Jacoby Brissett going into Buffalo, winning in the cold in a very low-scoring game. Indianapolis 13, Buffalo 10. What say you? Yeah. Well, you know, the uh, the Colts, uh, Jacoby Jacoby Brissett has been getting beat up all season, but maybe it'll earn him a job next year on some other team when Andrew Luck comes back. Uh, Buffalo, they're, they're banged up. The quarterback's banged up. So the only thing they got is LaShawn McCoy, who's sixth in the NFL in rushing this year. That's not a bad season for him. Uh, this is a hard one to pick. Uh, Buffalo's missed the playoff longer than any team in the NFL. They're at home. Uh, I'm going to go with them. I'm, I'm going to take them in another rock and sock and uh, scoring game 17 to 
seven for Buffalo. Listen, we, I, I had the snowstorm yesterday, man, wearing cargo shorts, repping, repping that short life out here in New York. All my Florida people, I think both New Yorkers and Floridians think I'm absolutely crazy now. The mad journalist coming to you here, but how about this game here? Another crazy spread, in my opinion, talking about craziness. Seattle Seahawks at the Jacksonville Jaguars, and man, I thought I was reading this spread wrong, but Jack... Freaking Jacksonville Jaguars are favored by two and a half points at home against the Seahawks. It's absolutely insane to me. I got Seattle taking care of business, winning this game big, proving that Jacksonville is not for real. Seattle 24, Jacksonville 13. What you got? Well, I got to disagree with you. Seattle's not the same team when they're on the road. Uh, even though Russell Wilson's a special player, uh, Blake Bortles uh, will find a way to get a few breathing spots. And I like Jacksonville winning this game 21-20. All right, so uh, Oakland Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs. Huge division game with many, many implications on the line. Chiefs favored by four points in this game. They finally got off a losing streak snide last week with that big win. And I think the Raiders are a team, another team that's kind of been disappointing, uh, you know, underwhelming to say the least in terms of the expectations coming in. This is a game, this is a get right game. Whichever team wins this game just puts themselves in prime position to win this division. I think the Oakland Raiders are going to take care of business in this game. I think they're going to upset the Chiefs who are playing at home, who haven't been playing well. And I got, I got the Raiders winning by an outright touchdown on this one. Maybe it gets close late. Derek Carr and the boys take care of business. Oakland 28, Kansas City 24. What you got? Yeah, well, Oakland has already beaten Kansas City, so if they win today, uh, Kansas City would be two games out theoretically for the playoffs, and I think their, their season would be done. I think this is a must-win for Kansas City. Oakland, you can't figure them out. Uh, every, if just with the injuries that started last year with Derek Carr, and I, I just think Kansas City will find a way at home, and I, I like that 24-21. All right, so how about I'm going to let you kick this game here. Minnesota Vikings, who I think are one of the top Super Bowl contenders in the league. I've been thinking that for a while now. In fact, other people are finally starting to think the same thing. Minnesota favored by two and a half going at the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers, I believe, opened up this week as a favorite in this game. You covered this team for a long time while covering the Buccaneers in the NFC South. Uh, what's your breakdown on this one? Give me your quick pick, man. Vikings at Panthers. Third straight road game for Minnesota. That's pretty tough. I like Carolina at home. Their defense, is, I think, is going to shine in this game. They play particularly well at home. And uh, how many times can Case Keenum bail out the Vikings or make them look good? Uh, they're, even though they're coming off a 14-9 road victory over Atlanta, uh, it's time for Carolina to shine. They're in a dogfight to make the playoffs. And I like them winning in a close battle 24-21. All right, I, I think the low-scoring game is, is on the agenda for these two teams. Two very, very good defenses in this league. Maybe two of the best defenses in the NFL right now. But the Vikings are just on a roll. They're hot. Case Keenum doesn't have to bail them out. They got the special teams. They got the defense. They got the receivers. They got the run game. Minnesota is a complete team. Carolina has some holes. Like you can't have Christian McCaffrey bailing you out with big plays each and every weekend for that team. And, and, you know, Cam Newton has one of those games. They take care of business. But I got the Vikings eking out a close one, winning by a field goal on this one, 22-19. How about the Green Bay Packers? Your boy Brett Hundley going at the Cleveland Browns, the winless Browns, the winless Hugh Jackson-led Browns, and Deshaun Kaiser. So two mobile young quarterbacks in this one. Green Bay favored by three in the road. What you got in this one? 
Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, the big uh, push for Green Bay is if they win today, they'll still be in contention, and Aaron Rodgers is supposed to come back next week. So that's, you know, that's a huge motivation for them. The Browns are the Browns, the miserable as can be. A little bit better than Tampa Bay Bucks here, but that isn't saying a lot much, a lot uh, much at all. I think the Packers behind Brett Hundley will find a way to win somehow, some way. I'm going to go with them 17-14. Yeah, I, I, I think that the Packers have the incentive to win this game. It's not just, oh, another game against Cleveland or another game against a lowly opponent. If they win this game, then Aaron Rodgers will be starting next weekend. That's what all signs point to, and that means they can make a real push for that wild card spot. And then who knows, maybe a Super Bowl contention after that. I got Green Bay. I think Cleveland, I think Cleveland uh, keeps it close in this one, but I got Green Bay pulling out late. Winning by a field goal, I'm going to call this a push game. If you see the line at two and a half, take Green Bay. I got Green Bay 17, Cleveland 14. Green Bay ekes out a win in Cleveland. And how about your boy Jimmy Garoppolo in his second official start going on the road to place the Houston Texans, who have been generous to opposing quarterbacks this year. And, and, and two teams that have struggled, but I think Houston more on the decline, San Francisco more on the rise now with the new guy under center. Houston favored by one and a half still at home. I got San Francisco winning this game outright. I think they're going to go on a little bit of a roll, win some games towards the end of this year. I got I got San Francisco taking care of business, 23, Houston 16. What say you? Yeah, the Texans are so banged up they can apply for Red Cross assistance and probably get it. Uh, Taking shots. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will make a start. They have a, a incentive to win just to make themselves a little respectable, and they might not need us to go for a quarterback in the draft next year. So just mo- on motivation alone, I like San Francisco 24-21. There you go. There you go. How about Washington Redskins at the Los Angeles Chargers? One of the hottest teams in the league right now. Your boy Philip Crimea Rivers is not crying right now. He's looking good, crying tears of joy. But the six-point spread is a little too much. I think Washington has just as capable of a quarterback under center. And Kirk Cousins, I know they've struggled recently in recent weeks in terms of falling out of that NFC wild card race. But I think Washington keeps it close. I'm picking them in the spread. I got Los Angeles winning a close one at home, giving them that home field edge. I got Los Angeles 26, but Washington 24. Los Angeles Chargers do not cover the spread in this game. What you got? Yeah. Philip Rivers has this, is a, is the NFL's greatest teaser. He seems to get the Chargers close every year, and then everything just falls apart. He does that in a lot of late games also. But I like their defense. I think their defense might make up for any mistakes that Rivers makes. So I'm, I'm going to take the Chargers, and I'm going to say they're 27-20. All right, so you got them just covering the spread. It's an interesting game here. The New York Jets, the teams, I, I feel like should have a couple extra wins on their belt. They just had some really tough breaks. Bad losses, overturned touchdowns. They're going on the road to Mile High Stadium to play the lowly Denver Broncos right now. The Jets favored by one point on the road in this game. If you were to look back before the season started and saw the Jets would be favored by one point at Denver, you'd be, you know, what what in the world is going on there? I think the Jets take care of business, win this game by two touchdowns, 28-14 over the Broncos. What you got in this one, Mr. Allendale? Yeah, I'm in love with Josh McCown. He's made all senior citizens have hope that they got a long life ahead of themselves because he sure is the the fine father time. I think he's just going to put on a show. I don't care if it's a mile-high stadium. I don't care if it's a Broncos. I don't care if John Elway's calling the shot. I like the Jets 31-21.
There you go. John Elway's not in the field. He might be calling the shots, but he, he ain't throwing the ball in the field. That's for damn sure. And the Tennessee Titans, a team that's trying to make their case that they're for real in the AFC, but I don't think anyone's buying it yet. Can they go on the road and win a potential trap game against a, a team not in their conference, not in their division? That's what they're doing today. They're playing at the Arizona Cardinals, a team that actually really hasn't looked that bad. I mean, Blaine Gabber, as much as I've dogged him in the past, is actually playing halfway decent. AP's out in this one, but maybe that's better for them. Maybe they need a younger guy who can wiggle between the tackles a little more and have a little, a little more elusiveness in the run game. But still, even with that, Tennessee only favored by two and a half. I think they win this game by a field goal or more. I got the Tennessee 24, Arizona 21, just covering the spread for the Titans. What you got in this one? Man, Tennessee is considered the worst eight-sport team in the league or the worst division leader in the league. They've had a lot of luck. Mar- Marcus Mariota's stats are horrible, but he's managed to do things. I guess the biggest thing is they got DeMarco Henry. Uh, DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry, the two-headed monster. Yeah, they, they've combined for a li- over almost 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns. That'll be enough to get them through Arizona, especially if Adrian Peterson doesn't play. So I think they're going to win a tight one, 17-13. And so you might as well call him DeMarco Henry now because those guys are just going to continue to split snaps, split carries in the backfield, even though Henry's look like the much better back this year, that's for sure. Sports World, welcome here to our NFL Quick Picks for Week 14 of the NFL season, going into our Go Baller FFS Game of the Week. Spend a few extra seconds on this one for our Quick Picks. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Los Angeles Rams. Two teams with Super Bowl trophies on their minds going into this crazy NFC playoff race. Eagles coming off a loss, obviously, last week to Seattle in primetime television. Going at Los Angeles, I mean, maybe not that home field advantage for the Rams. I'm surprised this game's a pick to be honest. I think Philly, especially coming off a loss, you don't, I don't see them losing back-to-back games, especially against a young, inexperienced team, despite how good the Rams have been playing. Uh, give me, give me Wentz. Give me, give me a bounce, bounce back game from the Eagles. I think they get things on point in this one and start to kind of right the ship in that sense. Even though really they only had one loss against a good Seattle Seahawks team, I got Philadelphia winning this game in a potential shootout. Give me Philly thirty-one, Los Angeles Rams thirty. Philadelphia Eagles eke out a win on the road and avoid back-to-back losses. What you got in this one? What's your breakdown, Mr. Allen? Yeah, well, I, I don't see Philadelphia the way you do. They, they, their schedule has not been that tough. I think they were exposed last week. I think the Rams are for real. I think Jared Goff is for real. And I think the Rams are going to put up their 30-plus points, and the Eagles might put up a lot, but not enough. So I like the Rams winning 31-28. Ooh, okay, so we got we got close get we got close scores in that one, but you're going the other way. Uh wrap up in the wrapping up these four o'clock games here, Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants, a game that we're usually excited about at this time of the year. But frankly, this is gonna be one of the most boring games of the week. I mean, two teams that are completely out of the race. No one's taking these guys seriously. You know, whether it's going to be Eli Manning, whether Geno Smith's going to come in at some point, give the rookie Davis Webb a shot. That's what I'm saying. I think the Giants have enough at home to keep things close. Dallas favored by three and a half. That's a little too much for me. I don't think they're that much better of a team, even though they look good in, in, in last week's game. Uh, that bounce back win from the atrocious game they had on Thanksgiving. Uh, I think the Giants win this game and pull the upset. Eli Manning back under center. Giants fans go crazy at home. MetLife Stadium's rocking. Give me New York Giants 26, Dallas 23. What you got? Yeah, I, well, I'm tired of crying me a river, Eli Manning. He's been mediocre at best the last few years. They're crying while he got benched. Well, let him play a few more weeks and they'll be glad when 
the Giant fans will be glad when they send them out of town, which I think they should. I like Dallas winning this game 27-13. I don't think Eli can put two touchdowns on the board. All right, so it looks like we're going to go into our Sunday night and Monday night games here. So welcome back, Sports World, to the final edition of our NFL Quick Picks podcast for Week 14 of the NFL season, picking our games against the spread. Chris Dell, the mad journalist here, sitting here with Mr. Allen Dell. Well, not sitting here technically, but on the phone here with Mr. Allen Dell, the godfather, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer. Jumping into our Sunday night game, we got the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh favored by five at home at Heinz Field in this game. I think Pittsburgh has enough, even though Baltimore's defense has looked very good as of late. I think Joe Flacco thinks he's elite now. He's eating W's in the press conference after the game. But I think Pittsburgh takes care of business, proves they're real contenders in the AFC. I got Pittsburgh 28, Baltimore 20, maybe close in the beginning, but Pittsburgh pulls away late. What you got in this one? Yeah, I think Baltimore is a decent team. That's all they are. Uh, Joe Flacco had a good game last week. I don't see him doing that two weeks in a row. But these these AFC North battles, you never know how they're going to turn out. So, uh, um, I, I like well, I, Excuse me, I like Pittsburgh. They always find a way. If the, the biggest thing you got to worry about them is that they're looking ahead to New England for next week. But I don't think they will. I, I like them winning twenty-eight to ten. All right, all right. So we got a Monday night game. New England Patriots favored by eleven at the Miami Dolphins. A, you know, classic division game, but usually never that close in that sense. New England's just taking care of business. Even last week on a down week, quarter quarter for Rob Gronkowski with his penalty again suspended, and now you got the Dolphins not really doing much on their side of the ball on offense or defense. I think New England wins this game, but the eleven point spread scares me a little bit. Patriots, even without Rob Gronkowski, they had Chris Hogan coming back, so kind of offsetting that loss right there. I think New England wins 30-20. to 20. Not enough to cover the spread, though. What you got in this game? Yeah, I, I think New England will do what it does. They'll win. I think they'll cover the spread. Uh, well, even though Jay Cutler is back, but let's, let's remember he's never beaten New England. And, it, and I, don't think, I think that trend will continue. So I like uh, New England putting up a lot of points, 34-17. to 17. All right, so you got them covering the spread in that one, and something I could definitely see wouldn't be too far-fetched right there. And just wrapping up here, because these two Sunday night and Monday night games, you know, these prime-time games are very prime-time in my opinion. I mean, Baltimore-Pittsburgh, I see what you're trying to do with the AFC North rivalry. Too bad they couldn't get Philly and Los Angeles in that game, but Fox could definitely take that one. But uh, looking into the rest of the season, I mean, we, we, we've got a race really starting to generate in the NFC, which is who's going to make it out and make it to that NFC, NFC championship. Excuse me. you got Minnesota and Carolina playing each other this week. You obviously have Seattle. They're definitely a contender in my eyes, especially with especially them proving themselves with that win against Philly. Whether they're home or on the road, I think they're a dangerous team. And obviously the Rams, the Eagles. So you got at least four or five teams right there. Seahawks, Vikings, Panthers, Eagles, Rams. Out of those five teams, which two teams well, do you think? You didn't mention the Saints, I don't believe. That's a good point, Mr. Allen. I like that. Your boy Drew Brees, I'm going to add them in there. They're not on my list of games for today since they played Thursday night. Definitely looking impressive as well. Alvin Kamara looks like he's going to be back sooner than people might have thought at the beginning when he went out with that concussion in that game. Uh, Michael Thomas stepped it up at a very big game for New Orleans Thursday night as well. So, yeah, excuse for forgive me, Mr. Allendale, Mr. Drew Green, the aficionado. Let me, Saints, Saints, uh, Saints, let me just say the list real quick. You know, I want you to pick two out of these. You got Saints, Seahawks, 
Vikings, Panthers, Eagles, Rams. What two do you think are the best right now going into week 14? Well, let me just say this about the Saints. I was really disappointed in that interception that Drew Brees threw in the game against Atlanta last Thursday night. He had no business throwing that pass. The receiver was covered. I don't know what he was thinking. It was especially for a veteran, especially when a field goal would have they were they were in sure field goal range and it would have sent the game in overtime. That was a terrible pass he threw. I don't know why he did it. Uh, Matt Ryan threw two picks. Uh, Matt Ryan is undefeated this year, by the way, when he throws two picks or more in the rest of the league. When they throw three picks or more, oh and twenty. So go figure that one. Maybe you know he just can't tell. But I, I'm not going to give up on my Saints, especially when they're healthy. Especially I like their cornerbacks. Uh, Drew Brees isn't putting up his typical numbers, but maybe he'll get better. I like him, and I like Minnesota. I'm not a big fan of the Eagles, like I said. Who have they beaten on a consistent basis? Uh, I'm going to go with Minnesota and the Saints. All right, so, so you're not saying Carson, yeah, Carson Wentz out of the picture right there. Case Keenum and Drew Brees, that's two, two definitely opposite quarterbacks, to say the least. And one of the biggest downers in Thursday night football is taking a beating. But how about this coming Thursday? you got Indianapolis versus the Denver Broncos. Is anybody going to watch? Bring a throw-up pail to take care of your woes when you watch that game. Maybe that's going to be the official mud bowl of the NFL season, let alone of week 15 going into next week. (laughs) Definitely not a game that many people are going to be excited about outside of the greater Indianapolis and Denver areas. That's for sure. But Sports World, we appreciate your ear. Call into our station here on Anchor. Let us know what are your picks, what do you disagree with out of my picks and the Godfather's picks. Tune into our station next week. We're going to be back with our NFL quick rants for week 15 of the NFL season, as well as our quick picks against the spread, as we do every single week here on Go Baller FFS. We appreciate your ear. Mr. Allendale, you're signing off from Brandon, Florida. I'm signing off from Manhattan and New York, New York, NYC, baby. What are you going to leave the sports world with heading into Sunday's game today? I I, I just got to close my windows because the stench from Tampa Bay is coming up this way. It's just it's something that's been going on for the last 10 or so years. Can't take it. I think Jameis Winston is turning out to be the guy that people said you don't draft. He's just been inconsistent in some of his antics. Have not been very good, not been appreciated. So the stench from Tampa Bay is, is, is just overwhelming this area. <laughs> hey, it's snowing out here, man. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a New York team, cough, cough, aka the Giants, that wouldn't mind getting Jameis Winston under center. So that's a, that's another debate, another topic for another day. But appreciate you, the Godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer. I am your co-host, Chris Bell, the Mad Journalist. That's M A D D Journalist on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn if you're so inclined. Have a great day watching football and a happy Sunday. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Peace out.